Happy Thursday, episode 39 of Sobriety Uncensored. It's Daniel with Jenna. How's it going, Jenna? It's great. It's going great. It's going great. Oh, sponsored by Spindrift. Yes. Spindrift.com. Delivered to your door. 20% off. Code. Go ahead, tell them. Mm-hmm. Sobriety Uncensored, all uh, one sobriety word. Sobriety Uncensored, all caps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it Is all it, caps? I don't, I don't know. know. I, was, I made I, that up. I think I I don't know if it's all caps, but it's all one word for sure. I want you to scream at Spindrift, okay, and say "Sobriety Uncensored" in all caps <laughs> in your best like rage, like rage metal voice. <laughs> Do you ever email um, and in all caps to like yell? Fuck no, absolutely not. It's so aggressive. I just received an email um, where somebody was, was going it? back, toggling back and forth between regular punctuation and all caps. And I was, uh, <laughs> I just thought it was so entertaining because it's like, you're clearly yelling and email, right. it's already hard to read tone anyway. So everyone already sounds like an asshole on email, just regardless. Yeah. So then if you put it in all caps, you're just, you just taking it to the next You've heightened level. your email. Yeah. Your uh, aggression. Just, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. so then you have to reply with something like per my last email, you know, I don't know. Email is strange. You broke Tone up strange. there, Daniel. I'm sorry. I didn't oh, know. sorry. I'm in the hotel room. Sorry. I did all, all I just heard was email is strange and tone is strange. That's all it's, I got. That's, that's all you need to know. <laughs> that's all that you need is to know. The learn, that is the lesson. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, how are your hobbies coming along? The hobbies, the old hobbies. Well, it's a work in progress. Okay. I just learned um, much to the benefit of the hubs. I learned to operate the riding mower. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. I do love to be outdoors. Um, so we have a garden that I think I talked about this on a prior episode, right? Right. Yeah. We have a garden that we started this year and I've been mothering that like, like a, the, a good garden mommy would. And I've also decided to get crafty and I've decorated the garden area. Okay. With, (laughs) with wind chimes with, no, there are <laughs> my aggressive ass wind chimes <laughs> make me so mad. <laughs> no, uh, I I DIY'd a lantern. Um, it sounds so cheesy, okay, but I don't care. I, no, you uh, queen be, of would, cheese, queen yeah, of cheese. I love it. That's okay. Um, it was like a lantern that was a gift, and it was butt ugly. Someone gave it to me for Christmas, and it was not my style at all. Let's hope they're <laughs> so like not listening. A really large lantern. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, I gotta, I can't just get rid of this lantern. I gotta do something with it. So I painted it, and I, I made it into. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I made it into like a a fairy home. <laughs> <laughs> And it's got butterflies and succulents and moss. <laughs> okay. Like, are these it's... made out of Lego? <laughs> See what you did there? See what you did there? You did it right. I did. Um, 
No, I went to the craft supply places and I got all kinds of little things and I got my hot glue gun out and I made it cute. Now it may not be surviving this rain we're getting right now, but oh well. And I have it hanging out there. Yeah. I have a little garden flag that reminds me of my dad. It has a little saying on it that reminds me of my dad. So I have that out there and I have a little string of um, solar lights, right? You know, that light up at the night. So I, and I have a Harry Styles (laughs) air freshener. (laughs) Wait, what? A Harry Styles air freshener? I heard somewhere. I heard that air, like, that air fresheners, like chemically created air fresheners, <laughs> keep bugs away because okay. they're so disgusting. So I have a packet of Harry's stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is your garden called Harry's house? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so good. So that's out there. And I'm just I'm just getting cute with it. And I every day in the evening or in the morning, I go out and I assess the garden and I, you know, do my garden things like yeah. pull off the deadheads. And I planted extra flowers this year, too. So I have been using my time um, to go outside and just be out there with the little things that I've created, you know, with my own hands. So it's been fun. You know, yeah. it's not it's nothing life altering or incredibly exciting, but, um, well, if you think about the juxtaposition though, you're selling yourself short because think about the struggle bus that was last summer for you, just getting through the summer and to now where you have Harry Styles air fresheners garnishing (laughs) your fairy dust garden. Um, (laughs) and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm I'm, I'm just teasing you, but it's a big juxtaposition. It's a big shift from, I can hardly stand to be outside in the sunshine because it's so triggering to right. I'm going to trick out this sanctuary and make it my own. Right. No. And that I thank you so much for acknowledging that and saying that, because that's not even something that I have mentally visited. Like that's not even something that I've considered. So I appreciate that you are pointing that out and and you're right. It is, it is quite quite a difference from where I was this time last summer um wow yeah. I'm really just kind of processing that thanks Daniel for, yeah. for saying and, that and for taking and that out taking back the summer taking back sunshine taking back the water for yeah. those of you who just you know got through fourth of July and it was fucking miserable you just mm-hmm. think about next year like reclaiming that shit and making it your own is all part of the process. And although we want to speed it up, we can't always speed it up, but Mm -hmm. those things do come back. The joy comes back. And I got really into gardening and really into being outside when I quit drinking, because all I did when I was drinking was like watch TV and, Mm -hmm. you know, hunker down. And uh, we've already talked about how I can't watch TV anymore in sobriety. So being outside and I love pulling like on the succulents, like pulling off the dead part. Yeah. Deadhead. Like, I say, I call it deadheading them. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Right. It's so therapeutic. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like weeding all of it. It's so like, yes. and I just envision like every weed or every dead thing is like a negative thought. And I like pull it off and I throw oh, it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It just like, uh, kind of like when I'm at the so gym. Cathartic. And yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like lifting weights <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Todd. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. From... Gotta get that rage out. Yeah. Yeah. Get the rage out on your succulents. 
<laughs> I'm rage gardening, but like really calmly, very passively. Right, right, right. <laughs> rage gardening is extremely calming. <laughs> it, it really is. And I have um, embraced some other things that are so obvious, but that I just, as much, although it has been evolving, honestly, I finished a couple books over the last couple months because I'm, um, I, I'm not even really thinking that much about not, because we have a pool. I'm, I'm extremely grateful for that. It's a beautiful beautiful thing to have with my kids and for relaxation purposes, although it hasn't been there for me to relax since the beginning because right. it's been a party scene for me versus a relaxation thing. Right. But it this summer in particular, it has become that. I sit outside uh, with a book um, and I've read a couple. Like I know it sounds so simple and and so obvious, but for me as someone who treated that space as a party scene versus somewhere to relax and kind of unwind. And it it is, it's, it's a very, and it's just happening. And like to hear you and me acknowledge where I was last summer versus what I'm doing now. Um, it's a little eye opening to me, honestly, but I was just saying the the other day, two summers ago, you were standing on your hub's shoulders. Correct. Right. Correct. I was, yeah. Yes. Last my summer, you didn't know life. what to do with your hands. And this <laughs> summer, you're fucking reading books, you know? It's like an evolution chart. <laughs> oh, my God. It is so funny. Oh, what a mess. So funny. And you're right. You're absolutely right. That is the progression of my last three summers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just saying to the hubs the other day, there's a show that I... Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this show, Big Little Lies. It was like yeah. a two season show. Um, and I love it. Like, I'm so sad that there will not be a third season. But here, here's here's why I'm bringing this up. A, a gift that my, I don't know if you could say it's a gift my alcoholism gave me or my sobriety. Either way, it's right. a gift to me is that I watched this entire show while I was drinking every episode, every minute of every episode. And I specifically remember sitting in my bed with a bottle of wine on my bedside table after my kids had gone to bed and finishing the whole bottle, you know, watching maybe two episodes. And the gift is I have absolutely no recollection. (laughs) Like I'm talking zero. I remember the main theme of this show and I remember the characters, but the specifics, I have no recollection. And here I am rewatching it as if it's the first time. Right. And, you know, you could look at that and think like, I could look at that and beat myself up and say, you're such a, you're so fucking pathetic. Like, are you serious? You watch this whole entire series and don't remember one thing. That's pretty sad. You know, I could beat myself right. up over yeah. that, but um, I'm choosing to look at it to try to put a positive spin on it. And it's not the first show that this has happened. To me. <laughs> <laughs> There's that show you, I talked about this before, yes. same thing. And that was like a, maybe three seasons, but anyway. Um, that was yeah, me. Choosing- I mean, that was me with the office. I, that was my allegedly my favorite show. We talked about this before, but 
it's always on Comedy Central, just back to back to back to back to back. And uh-huh. I love it, like late at night, or if That's I just have so some good. downtime during the day, I'll just watch back to back episodes. And it doesn't matter where I am in the season or like what episode, it just, it's calming. Cause every time I watch it, I'm taking back a piece of my drunk history. Uh-huh. You know, I'm like reclaiming that shit. It's, it's a corrective experience. I love it. Right. Yeah. Do you find yourself ever when you watch a show, I do this and I, I would really like to break myself of this habit, but I find myself when a character will get a drink. Um, I immediately, First of all, I'm paying attention. I wish I wasn't. I really wish I wasn't. I wish I didn't give a fuck if she has a glass of wine in her hand or if he pours himself a whiskey or what the fuck ever. But I pay way too close attention to whatever it is they're drinking, how they're drinking it, how fast they're drinking it, you know how much was in the bottle in this scene versus the next scene? Oh, they fucked up. There's there's water in it later, (laughs) you know. Oh my God. You're or writing whatever. The or, yeah. Yeah. Or then I'll also do this thing where I will, I'm really sorry, but my dogs are yeah, yeah, being so dog. annoying right now. Look at him. Yeah. Okay. I, I just need to sidebar for a second. My golden doodle is so uncomfortable in his own skin right now. He, <laughs> he is circling nothing right now. He's walking in circles because I have his leg wrapped because he is a hot spot because he is a jackass and he won't start, stop licking his own leg to the point where it's like bloody, yeah. like a raw piece of steak. Yeah. It's disgusting. And I took his cone of shame off. Now he doesn't know what to do with himself. So he's just literally, okay, there he goes. He's laying down. God damn. Yeah. He was anyway. doing some laps there in the background. It was good. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know the nails—they tip there. It's like they're tap dancing on the wood. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. Sorry about that. Anyway, so you're paying attention to you're honed in on the alcohol with the TV shows that you watch, right? And then I'm also thinking to myself, it's so weird. I hyper analyze the character and what. Like I automatically discount their ability to make a decision now for the rest of the episode. Like <laughs> because they've had a drink. Yeah. Yeah. From my alcoholic perspective, I I can't I I I can't I wanna think, oh, they're just having I don't even want to think about it at all. I right. don't want to be considering it. But you can't but unsee I do. It. Yeah. I can't unsee it. And then I think, oh great. Now she's going to, you know, now she's going to discount everything that just happened. Or now that one's going to tell that, well, how am I supposed to believe you? Cause you've been like, I put myself in this position of these right. characters on these shows as a fucked up alcoholic <laughs> versus just a regular gal. Yeah. Just having trying to just, cover up a murder. <laughs> yeah. No, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Casual. So like, is that something that happened to you? A couple, I mean, what is your, per, since you have more time than me, um, and that, that counts. Fo- what's, what's funny is that I always look at the, <laughs> my favorite, some of my favorite movies are the John Wick movies. Um, mm-hmm. and those are just really action-packed gory. But Is that but, with Keanu Reeves? Yes. Okay. And what bothers me about them is that the entire movie, he fights for his life and he always wins. Right. And they're great movies, but he only drinks cocktails 
and he never has a glass of water. And I'm like, bro, you've got to be thirsty. Yeah. Like you've got to be dehydrated. You've been fighting for two and a half hours right. this whole time. You're like in the desert, literally yeah. getting, and you're having a whiskey. Right. Why don't you? Yeah. Have like, like, what color is your urine, bro? Yeah. Like, like a brownish. Is it brown? Is it look like string? <laughs> is it more like putty and less like liquid? You know. Right. So it it, it bothers <sighs> me in the practicality. And I'm like mm. thinking about that and telling my wife, like, I think he should have a water. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's John, you need to hydrate. Yeah. Like, come on, John. Mr. Wick. Mr. Wick. Have, have <laughs> but um I what what happens to me is when I see somebody that I admire um publicly and then that they'll be drinking or they'll reference drinking. I will find myself getting judgy for a second and being like, mm. Oh, that's disappointing that they drink. Mm. And then I have to remind myself, no, it's not like Daniel, your issue is your issue. You have right. no idea what the fuck they're going through. Right. They probably are like my wife. They can just have a drink, but yeah, yeah like even like public figures, I'll see, or they'll make con social media content and they'll be drinking in it. And I'll just be like, oh, mm. that's disappointing. Yeah. And I'm holding them to the standard that has nothing to do with them. It has everything right. to do with me and I'm applying it to right. other people. Yeah. So that's where it kind of gets me. Um, but how can so we help? Like, how, how can we not feel that way? You know what I mean? Like people relate to other people based on similar experiences or or not similar experiences, but like, I will, I'll relate to someone based on whether or not I see that they have a, a drink yeah, in you, their hand. I mean, I will. can't and help think it. about it. Okay. So here's an example. You, you like somebody, you, you admire a celebrity, let's mm -hmm. say an athlete, and then you learn that they're sober. Right. All of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I fucking love you now. It's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, yes. I love you now. Right. Right. Um, versus other people might find that annoying other yeah. people who who love to drink might like, find oh that's, man you're sober oh, dude yeah oh, yeah yeah gross mm -hmm. unfollow oh, god yeah give me a break so i think it works both ways but i don't know that we can there's anything to do about it but i do know that if i discover that somebody is sober i like them more yeah <laughs> unfairly yeah. it gives them an unfair advantage and if somebody i learn that they are drinking at first, I have to really combat my judgment and be like, stop judging. Who are right. you to judge? Check your fucking right. ego. It's none of your yes. business. And that's usually a split second conversation with me, to me, like Daniel, shut mm -hmm. the fuck up. Um, and has, there's, you're not better than anyone. Um, mm -hmm. Just like you're not worse than anyone. Like we're, we're just all going through this experiment that is the human condition so but i definitely right. i'm not gonna lie if i already admire somebody and i find out they're sober i'm like god damn it i knew i loved you yeah i knew i loved you <laughs> i don't think there's any i mean i think there's i think there is something wrong with me judging people based i don't think there's anything wrong with me liking someone more because they're sober but right. i do think there's something wrong with me liking someone less because of the opposite 
Yeah, I think that's just goes back to like the, the projection, though, like it doesn't it just reminds us of our own vulnerabilities and our own right. inadequacies or mm-hmm. um, the fact that we that we can't drink like they can, you know, right. like if I of course, if I'm going to have a drink, it would alter every decision because I wouldn't just have a drink. I would have a bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, you couldn't trust anything I said or any decision I would make. Um, right. But if you are that main character who's not even finishing the glass of wine, mm-hmm. who likes the taste of it, like, a, ooh, <laughs> yeah. then, you know, it's hard not to judge, though. I, I tell yeah. you, it's something that definitely struggle with um, yeah. in in that context, less so in real life, but more so if it's like a person that's removed that I hold in high esteem, I don't really, it doesn't really bother me in real life when people drink around me, but if it's somebody that's really famous or I really admire and I find out that they're like out at the club, like getting hammered, I'm like, uh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I liked you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now I like yeah. you less. Right. <laughs> but it's kind of like, at what point are they responsible for being a good role model or not? You know? Right. Well, unfortunately, celebrity automatically puts you in that category, right? Unless you're a celebrity for different reasons than, you know, like an actor or it depends on, doesn't it depend on what genre you're in to begin with, which kind of stinks, but that's our culture. Well, I mean, there's a really, there's a really famous female celebrity who is a who is a singer and an actress and doesn't drink. And she's married to a very famous actor who's sober, um, who's had a tumultuous go at it. And she just started an alcohol company. Really? It doesn't make make any sense to me. I'm like, you're sober. Your husband's uh, an addict who struggled hardcore in the media. You guys just got married after a 20 year gap in your romance right? Your right. names rhyme. I don't know if you, if you're picking up on what I'm put, putting down, um, you performed at the Super Bowl, and you're starting an alcohol company and you have abs of steel and you're in your fifties. Do you know who I'm talking about, Jenna? I bet you I know do. Oh yes. Okay. Now I do. I think I do. Yes, of course. She's you do. starting an alcohol company. She is, she is. And so when I like, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, what the fuck? Like you don't have enough money. You don't have enough going on uh, that you need to start an alcohol company. Hmm. That's bizarre. That's just straight up bizarre. That That's the kind of thing, bro. Bro. Zen. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? Okay. Now I can. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. We're, we're just, you know what? We're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. Um, yeah. So anyways, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then when I learn that, I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why would you do that? Well, we know why. Money. What? Yeah, of course. The almighty Zola. But it's disappointing. <laughs> it is very disappointing. There's not that it doesn't take an alcoholic or, or someone in sobriety to, to think that I have a pencil in my hand and I'm pointing aggressively pointing it at you through the yes, screen. You are. And I don't know. <laughs> <You> <laughs> are. It's like, I might as well be all caps emailing you. Yeah. 
(laughs) It doesn't take a sober person to um, appreciate that that's bizarre. Right. That's its own animal, I would say. I yeah, but it went back to for me even like the Super Bowl commercials when you had you know famous mm-hmm. tennis stars doing alcohol commercials again. Yeah. It's like yeah, that that's the shit that disappoints me. That it doesn't disappoint me when I'm at like a work event and somebody I work with has a cocktail. I could give a shit. Yeah, funny in real life it doesn't bother me, but. But that maybe that's my fault. I'm holding them in too much of esteem. I'm putting too much responsibility on them right. that they didn't ask for, and they can't help that they are who they are. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, know. and that's what we do. Again, culturally, we we put celebrities on a pedestal, whether they deserve it or not. True. And then we expect certain things from them when they're just regular people. I guess yeah. are they? I don't know. Yeah. Some of them aren't. (laughs) The whole regular person conversation is, is strange because at what point do you have to sort of inoculate yourself and you're not really a normal person because you can't trust who is talking you, talking to you for the right reason, or they just want something from you. I mean, I, I have some friends who are very well known and they're super cautious about everything and I don't blame them. But I also wouldn't say that their life was in any way, shape, or form normal. Normal, yeah. Normal to them, maybe, but not normal to right. me. Right, it's relative. But For the sure. core of who we are as humans, not to get too deep on you here, but the core of who we are, our similarities, you know, can't be denied. We have all the same wants and desires, and we all want love. We all want money. We all want acceptance. You know, we all, I don't want to speak for it. Everybody, I'm making a blanket statement here. No, I would assume I, most people yes. want those big things in life, right? Yeah. But how they acquire them can be very different based on what they have access to and how much money they have and mm-hmm. how unusual they may be, you know, as far as celebrity and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So what let me ask you this: when it? you when you are fixated on these TV shows with the alcohol and it's something mm-hmm. that you love does it make you like the show less or just distracts you from it? It's just a distraction. Yeah. It doesn't make me like the show less. Does it make you like the actor or actress less? No. Okay. No, it doesn't do any of those things. It just distracts. Distracting is a good word for it. It makes me, um, I just pay too much attention to that. And I still do. Why do you say you pay too much attention to it, though? Maybe that's just your body, your brain keeping you on guard, guarding your sobriety. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. Like maybe if I wasn't paying attention, that would be a red flag. Like, yeah, you'd be complacent hmm. when you stop. When you stop noticing it, when you stop. I mean, fixating on it is one thing. Noticing it is another. So maybe you're growing into that noticing phase. But I'm the first one to tell you, like airport travel weddings parties i'm super aware of the alcohol mm. i'm super aware of its presence i'm super aware of who's drinking not because i want it not because i don't want it for them just because i just my brain is on guard it just knows right. like that's not for me and like any other danger i kind of track it subconsciously um right. and i'm aware of it so especially well, and- given where you are in your journey it makes mm-hmm. sense to me that you would still be noticing that 
and you're rewatching things that you watched when you were hammered that you literally don't remember. And I'm, mm. I don't know if you were hammered, but you don't remember them really. Right. Um, and now you're watching them again and that's what you're noticing. So maybe the third time's a charm. Maybe. Maybe next summer when you watch it again <laughs> <laughs> and you have a life-size Harry Styles scarecrow. A cardboard cutout. Yeah. My <laughs> yes. niece has one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh my God. I lost my train of thought, uh, thinking of my Harry cardboard cutout. Oh, this is what I'm going to say. We, we also being, um, alcoholics or whatever, alcohol abuse people, however you want to label yourself. I right. call myself an alcoholic. Yeah. Same. We have this access, you know, we have this socially acceptable element to our drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing I could really think of, and correct me if I'm wrong, or if you think can think of something else. I mean, people have food addiction or sugar addiction or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, some people, and there are a lot of relatable themes there between all types of addiction have relatable themes, but when it comes right. to alcohol and how it can relate um, I think food addiction is the most relatable thing because of the accessibility. Correct. Um, so like if I see, a, if I see a show where someone's chopping up some lines or about to shoot up like that, just because I'm an addict, that stuff doesn't. Yeah. It's not your have, drug of choice. Right. So. I don't know where I'm going with this other than to say that we are we have unusual circumstances having immediate accessibility and cultural or not cultural, but societal acceptance mm-hmm. of our drug of choice. Right. Versus um, like even we versus which is, heroin. Yeah, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything else. And I'd say the next like tier down from that in terms of drugs would be marijuana, at least in places like California where I live, where it's legal and right. people use it and, you know, you, you smell it everywhere. I mean, that's where we, my kids will still say, oh, it smells like skunk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yep, smells like skunk. <laughs> here in downtown LA, just all the skunks around. All the skunks. <laughs> all the skunks and the, the wildlife. So here. many wild skunks here <laughs> yeah, in LA. So many wild skunks <laughs> roaming around here. Kids <laughs> at the mall. All the wooded areas. At the mall, the wooded area at the mall. <laughs> Um, my God, <laughs> that's hilarious. But, but you're right. It, the drug of choice is interesting because it's what you would be more perceptive of. It's true when I watch shows that have like hard drugs in them or other things, or even when I smell skunk, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not triggered. No, no, and, or least. interested in the same way that if I walk by like a really cool bar or something and I see it, it's different. Yeah. Right. So the skunks, yeah, they're everywhere. Skunks are out, man. They are rabid. <laughs> they are. And there's different kinds of skunks, you know. There's skunks <laughs> that calm you down, skunks <laughs> that get you excited. <laughs> oh my God. 
Mike is just say, up. Oh, somebody's smoking reefer. <laughs> <laughs> reefer. That's old school. That's because that's what their dad says. <laughs> I can smell the reefer. Oh <laughs> Nothing skunk about it. What is the root word of reefer? The root word? Yeah, like where does hmm. it come from? The origin story. Sure, I'd have, have to, to throw, throw that, that up. up to the Google. Yeah, you do have to throw that up to the Google. <laughs> like, do where it right did now? That, yes, please. Where did that come from? And who determined reefer to call origin. it a reefer? Hmm. Let's see. Your Google search history must be wild. It's hysterical. You know what my favorite part of the day is? When I open Safari for the first time of the day and I see what my last <laughs> Google search was of the yeah. night before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reefer first appeared in the popular song Reefer Man, recorded by Don Redman in 1931. Some people say it was uh, from the Spanish word grifa, which is a Mexican slang word for marijuana. Um, All right. So it's Mexican. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so that's his language of origin. Thanks, Google. Once again. Yes. Can't wait to see that pop up. Tomorrow at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On your oh lunch break. So I guess accessibility is a big uh, societal acceptance and accessibility, right. Is a big yeah. thing that we have kind of against, not against us. I mean, but, and I'm not trying to say it makes it harder than other addictions. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just another element of it that makes it a little more unique than some addictions to other substances. Well, I think it say. does make it harder. I think the messaging is harder to, it's hard to message that something is bad for you or dangerous for you when it's literally everywhere and sold mm -hmm. everywhere and on TV and on <clears throat> billboards and <clears throat> by really famous people. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, you don't have a celebrity coming out with their own brand of heroin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So that's so okay. Sorry. Um, so right. it is, it is different. And that's where I think it becomes more of, um, people think it's not real or it's more of a choice or more oh, of a, good a moral decision because it's everywhere. That's and, an excellent point. And you're the odd duck. If you don't drink, you're not odd. If you do drink versus other drugs, still the lion's share of people don't use them. Mm -hmm. And most people, even if they did use them, would never say it, let alone mm -hmm. have like a happy hour for them. Right. Where all the drugs are half off. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about <laughs> how obscene it is. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? To think of it in those terms. Right. Yeah. And when you classify it as a drug, people get really bothered by that. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I struggle with that. I struggle with with uh categorizing it as a drug i really do i because i don't know if it's out of guilt because there are so many people in my life that don't have a problem with it you know and i don't want them if i categorized it as a drug then by that theory all these people that i know and love and respect would be participating in drugs <laughs> right i don't know right i mean it's a it's a drug it's a legal drug i don't know again I don't know what the classification of what something makes something a drug, but it has a property in it that's clearly addictive that mm -hmm. can target enough people to where it's uh, 
crisis levels. Um, but there are other things that had like sugar, right? Caffeine, like those things would fit by your description. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but just for debate uh, purposes by your classification, you could say that about other things that aren't. So like, where's the line? Do you know what I mean? Like caffeine is addictive. Um, It's not great for you. Right. Alcohol in very small, some alcohol in very small increments have, has been proven to have health benefits. Same with caffeine. Some, you know, caffeine, when my daughter was born, she was premature. They intentionally gave her caffeine, you know, to, to To help with certain things with her heart. Yeah. So Okay, so you could classify that maybe as a drug, but no one thinks of caffeine as what is I'd have to throw that up to the Google. Well, what, I, what I is mean, it about alcohol? For me personally, that? it's like, okay, if you're coming off of sugar, which I've done, I've gone on sugar detoxes, I gave up caffeine for a year. I didn't have to go to like a detox center. There wasn't a risk of me dying. Dying. There okay. wasn't a chance that right. I didn't necessarily have to. No, I think food addiction is different. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that is a, I've known people who have suffered from that. And I think, and I'm not, I think it's real, but I think mm-hmm. coming off of sugar, coming off of caffeine is not the same as coming off of alcohol. Excellent point. But thank just, you. Thank I, you for, thank you for that clarification. But it's just my two cents. And it's true. Like everything's a drug. And I I often have people on TikTok will be like, now you're just addicted to sugar. Now you're just right, addicted right, to caffeine. Right. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. No, like, good for me. Right. But I'm not, not going to have a seizure right, when I don't not, have a cup of coffee tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not going to lose my job for like <laughs> right, having a, right. a case of cupcakes in right. my drawer. <laughs> You know, I'm not hiding an extra sprinkles okay. case, you know. Yeah, I got you. I there's got a lot you. of nuance. There's a lot of nuance there. It doesn't make it any easier, but. Um, no, you're right. That's an excellent point. And I like that. Thank you for clarifying that, for pointing that out to me. You're absolutely right. Different seasons have different, you know, angles. And the summer season, which we're in, is definitely people will will classify it. Like I hear a lot of people like summer's the hardest until you get to the fall and then the fall's the hardest, right? It's just like whatever season you're in, there's no convenient season to quit drinking. True story. It's all going to happen. It's all relative. It's all fucked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 On that note, (laughs) another intriguing discussion here on Sobriety Uncensored. That's right, everybody. Thank you to Spindrift, our sponsor. Drink Spindrift on social media, spindrift.com. Sobriety Uncensored, all caps. Mm-hmm. We we think With um, all one word for sure um, gets you 20% off and uh, we will catch you here next week. Bye, everybody.